0: what's up everyone welcome to episode four of the b-roll podcast with your host jose rodriguez i'm joined by one of my good longtime friends mikey mejias what's up you know this guy has been through it all with me we've been through middle school high school college Yep. have a bond like no other
1: so far yeah <laughs> yeah
0: i mean we both have similar interests when it comes to business and life in general so we kind of low-key always
1: knew that we were going to be friends for a long time yeah of course ever since middle school i think is when we you know started brainstorming about you know the future you know even in high school we were coming up with random ideas you know in the gym you know what would make this gym better you know what if they did this you know could they add this to the gym this machine and it will become better you know at some point we wanted to you know someday own our own gym you know Mm -hmm. call it man-made or something like that so you know we could brand it to not man as in man or woman but man as in person Mm -hmm. so you're self-made type of type of situation yeah i get you so it's kind of like appealing and stuff like that but yeah been close friends ever since sixth grade gym partners school cheating together (laughs) (laughs) but very rarely you know yeah like once or twice yeah
0: you know whatever but um Besides that, playing sports together, yeah, you know, sure. I, we didn't play baseball together because I never played baseball. But I know that you had a strong passion for baseball. Yeah, of course. That's where a lot of your like life disciplines came from. Yeah. You know, so what what, you, what would you say is one of the most important things you learned about the game of baseball? I mean,
1: baseball, you know, any sport in general that you're really committed to teaches you a lot. You know, baseball from a physical standpoint taught you, you know, coordination, you know hand eye coordination which is very underrated yeah for sure being athletic you know it gets you moving it's exercising every single day you know even if you're not doing the most in practice you're moving and you're being healthy you know you're doing sprints even you know little exercise is better than no exercise so you know i've always baseball is just you know something that i cling to from a young age and i always told myself you know this is what you want to do, you know, for the foreseeable future. You know, you wanna make it to, you know, my dream was always play college baseball. Yeah. Doesn't matter division one, division two, II, division three, uh, JUCO, NAIA, you know, whatever it was, my goal was play college baseball at whatever level. So, you know, I always strived for that. I always worked towards that, you know. There was adversity at times and hiccups and bumps in the road that you had to overcome, like injuries. You know, baseball is about strength primarily, too. You know, you got to be able to hit the crap out of the ball. So, you know, I was always training, you know, from my freshman year till you know, I graduated high school. Uh, My junior year was, you know, I was I think I was 160. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I put I started a a weightlifting program and a meal plan that we tried for a while together. The the Lost Breed uh, breed, Colossal Building Program. And we kind of we kind of joined that together, me and you, and became gym partners like that, yep. and built us, you know, even closer than we already were, which yeah. where we were tight. But you know, being with you in the gym, and you know, I feel like that grew our our bond, you know.
0: Yeah, in a positive, productive way. Yeah, you know, of course, we're both doing things to uplift each other. So yeah, it's... and
1: then you know, just grinding and being, you know, better versions of ourselves together. Exactly. But you know, we were eating seven meals a day, <laughs> whether it be <laughs> yeah. you know i would eat four times a day four of my meals would be chicken broccoli rice chicken potatoes uh spinach you know a bunch of different combinations of you know healthy carbs and proteins and stuff just to do that and then the other three meals was my breakfast was 10 egg whites Dude, oh and a bowl gosh. of oatmeal or like this little ezekiel bread which is yeah disgusting super <laughs> dry and it gets stuck to the top of your mouth yeah. but That was my breakfast was 10 egg whites and a little meal, you know, a little side carbs for the morning. Get my little energy up Four meals of that. You know, the post-workout shake dinner and another uh, pre-bed shake protein shake. And uh, for people
0: that want to get into something like this, like what's what's what got you through it? Because that transition from eating whatever you want to. no, for
1: sure. I mean, for me, I, I just found myself to be motivated i guess you can say because you know i'm six i was six foot tall when i was you know a junior in high school so i was you know expected to be strong fast you know agile and all that Mm -hmm. so when i saw myself as six feet tall 160 pounds you know i didn't really have much muscle so my first thought was you know if i want to play in the next level i gotta be stronger yeah i gotta be faster you know i gotta improve on all these things that i know i can do but i just have to commit so that's when i started the meal plan mm-hmm. you know I worked we worked out two a day sometimes we would do two a days
0: yeah either a baseball practice and a workout yeah. in the morning yeah or, so you
1: depending know. you know how our afternoon looked you know we would determine the day before you know tomorrow we got baseball practice at three and then at seven o'clock we're done with baseball and at seven thirty we start basketball till nine thirty. <laughs> so you know by the time we finish basketball you know, it's already 10 o'clock by the yeah. time we get home. So, you know, there you got to crush out a meal. You got to get to bed and wake up the next morning for a 5 a.m. workout. We drive every day to U-Fit, get our lifting. And, you know, sometimes when we were, you know, feeling good and not sore, sometimes crush two a days and, you yeah. know, yeah. something light and something heavy on the same day just so you're putting more work and bodybuilding, I guess you can say.
0: Yeah, in a way. I mean, in a way, you're building strength. Yeah, you know? for sure. And, you always had that goal of college baseball in mind. Yeah, for sure. So uh, it's very important to have a goal in life yeah. when you're doing something. Like, why people often ask themselves, like, why am I doing this? Why am I trying so hard? Why am I?
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: And people that set goals and achieve even little things in life, like, that's people that I love to be around, you know? Like, yeah. just growing as a person, I lift you up, you lift me up. Yeah recently you know we share books with each other yeah. like trying to read different things that
1: i yeah, like for and sure. you like recommending you know hey we should read this one you know i'll read it this week give it to you next week and the one that you read you pass it to me and you know we'll interchange when we're done with them sell them yeah whatever buy brand new ones you know about business you know which one's the book about uh rich dad rich poor dad story. that's one that i wanted to get into that we're yeah, looking at that
0: one really good really good yeah. that's a very good beginner kind of business, business mindset book, yeah. book you know
1: so i mean i've always my dream was college baseball and i knew i had to improve so i mean eating seven meals a day for 10 10 weeks in a row mm-hmm. two and a half months something like that i put on 22 pounds my first cycle and, you know, and how long was that that was for? in a two months right before uh basketball season so I gained 22 pounds so i was 160 and i gained 22 so i was at 182 as a junior when basketball season started you i put lost. on the weight for baseball mm-hmm. i played basketball the conditioning all that and i lost i lost 16 pounds so that leaves me with, you know now i'm at 166 i'm right back you know basically where i started yeah so you know after my junior year that summer i did i did the same program all over again mm-hmm. when it was baseball season i kind of took it easy so i wouldn't be sore for games and so forth so i would do like light workouts light lifts you know just to maintain yeah, instead of yeah. build because if you're sore during a baseball game you're not going to do anything i get you so you know the summer after my junior year you know baseball i did all right my junior year but you know i, I was hitting balls off the fence that maybe if i was 16 pounds heavier than i was maybe it would have gone over you yeah know, oh for sure would have made me look I mean, better and stuff for college scouts especially if it's pure muscle yeah yeah like- so the summer after my junior year is when I dedicated myself to, you know, I'm a baseball player. That's what I need to focus on. So, no basketball, nothing like that. So, I cut out conditioning entirely. Mm. And I redid the program for another 10 weeks. And, like, towards the end of the ju- of my junior year to, to, to the end of the summer. So, I gained another 20 pounds. And I was back at, like, 183, 184, something like that. And the year started... I, the end of the summer, I took off, so, you know, we were going to the Keys and, mm-hmm. you know, going out and doing all these activities and stuff, so I was, like, kind of getting a little bit of exercise, but I wasn't, you know, eating right or anything like that, but I was still putting on, you know, weight, size, you know, for strength. So, you know, senior year started. I did amazing in the fall, you know, practices, workouts, all that.
0: Yeah, there was a lot of hype yeah. around the baseball team senior year. I remember that. Yeah,
1: for sure. I mean, we were a good team, you know, I think out of 11 seniors you know six or seven of us want to play college baseball you know all at different levels but yeah. you know to play college baseball is still you know achievement Dude, for I mean, any high school yeah. baseball player any college sport is yeah. an achievement you know? i think like seven percent of all high school baseball players get to play in the next level at whatever division Damn. so i mean to be part of that you know group and have other people not even just you know just you but like other people on our team who were grinding and you know trying to achieve the same goal and have the same mindset as you you know it uplifts you he's like damn you know i gotta work harder than him because he might get a better school than me you know he might get an offer for this school but at the same time you know you want to see your your friends alike succeed so you don't want to take away from it you know you see them in the gym cutting out two reps three reps you tell them look just hit them it's two more (laughs) you know it's two more reps you know what's the there's no harm you know, take a thirty-second breather and then hit the last two, exactly, yep. just to keep yourself, you know, motivated and able to. Damn, I finished it. I finished it. I and that's cheat what we myself would do. all the time, man. Yeah. Even le- especially leg days. Those were the ones that. Oh
0: man, I mean, we would kill it on leg. days. Yeah, we would
1: kill on leg days, but those were uh, when we found ourselves a little. Uh, oh yeah. I just get it in the next uh. set.
0: <laughs> yeah, everyone wants to skip leg days. Yeah, know? for it's, sure. It's just. It's just what it was. Yeah, it's a um,
1: part of it. Look at Saquon Barkley. Guy <laughs> has tree trunks for legs. He's a beast, and that's why he's a beast. Yeah, he doesn't and skip like games, He you know? he's fast, strong as hell. But yeah, I mean that's what I always grinded for. You know, my whole middle school and high school experience was baseball. Mm-hmm. You know, nothing else. I played basketball, but that's not really what I, I played basketball for fun. Yeah, but I played baseball for a future. You know, maybe not to get drafted to play in the minor leagues even in the major leagues i played because i wanted to achieve you know collegiate level playing you know so when my senior year rolled around and you know we were we had interest from some schools but they weren't you know it was a little bit how do you say like this not disappointing but like a bummer that you know some schools that you thought you know would definitely take an interest in you Mm -hmm. they never heard you never heard of them like they never heard of you So, you know, Mm -hmm. we were emailing coaches, you know, recruiting coordinators. Hey, you know, my next game is this day. You know, if you want, come by. You know, I'll go to a training if you have one available. So you guys can take a look and see if I got what it takes to play. Yeah, marketing yourself is hard. Yeah, man, especially, you know, we went to a small school. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the baseball team was, in reality, when you talk about, you know, the school we went to, you know, they talk about the baseball team. Mm -hmm. The basketball team, too, but, like, baseball was, you know, state champions a few years before exactly, yeah. my eighth grade year, right before I got into high school, they won the state championship. So it's like, Oh, let's see what they do next year. You know, we were the, the coach previously had just left right before my freshman year. So we had to, you know, either find a new school to play ball or, you know, build the program ourselves, mm-hmm. which is what we decided to do. So we can, you know, start and call something our own and be able to build the program, you know, to what it was when we were seniors. So, you know, just, just, The grind of baseball, going back to the original question, Mm -hmm. it it teaches you a lot, you know, discipline, you know, hand-eye coordination, which you need in everyday life, you know, processing ability, thinking quick, you know, being on your toes, being able to move, you know, that helps you even in the gym. You know, in the gym, you don't really do like agility reflexes and stuff like that. But in baseball, you know, they hit a ball to your right. You got to quickly move right. Yeah, exactly. And so forth. So, I mean... Teaches you how to, you know, move your body in certain ways, how to swing, which, you know, can help you when you're hammering uh, tires and so forth for exercise. So it's just baseball to me was, you know, I don't I don't want to say a step in my life because it's always going to be a part of me. Yeah. But it's like, you know, my backbone for per se, you know.
0: No, I totally get you. And I agree 100 percent. I mean, having but the problem, the problem with that is also is getting used to being a part of a team like i used to love being a part of a team you know you all grind together you all do things together and then now once you split off from the team or whatever it's uh, so much harder to like dig deep and like
1: just get a workout in or like Like, just find people around you that you know still want to be in the gym with you and stuff which is you know what we always found with you you know my brother and i always found it in you and you know a few other of our friends but just not as consistent as a friend as you always were So, you know, we come back from college and be like, yo, let's hit the gym. You're like, I'm already waiting for you there. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You know, so it's like, you know, when you have to go to the gym, when you want to go to the gym, you know, the person you could always rely on to be there with you was you for us, you know, and for me, especially because, you know, in my brother's interview, he said, you know, you guys were gym partners. But, (laughs) you know, over, you know, towards the end of our junior year and our whole senior year, it was me and you. Exactly. We were gym partners. Matthew, you know, he got injured, so he Mm -hmm. stopped going as much. You know, he would just do leg days, you know, stuff that wouldn't hurt his shoulder. But me yeah. and you, you know, we were there. You know, we were there, I think we that summer before my senior year, I was training separately in a baseball training program, you know, fielding, hitting all that, and weightlifting too. So, but I think the summer after my senior year mm-hmm. was when me and you, like, we really were there hard. six out of seven days of the week, and that seventh day that we didn't go, we were abs or jump rope. Yeah. So, we were doing something, but all, other, all those other six days, you know, Monday through Saturday, every single day we were there, you know, whether it was work on the Saturday, on, in the summer classes, you know, we'd always find, you know, the time that, yo, what time can you go? Oh, I could go after two, but before six, all right, bet we'll meet there at three then. Mm-hmm. So we were always, you know, me and you, especially, that's why I always found you because, you know, you, you were, you know, motivational in the sense that you always didn't want to cheat the rep. You always, wanted to be at the gym you know where whereas me I was you know I went to the gym but you know 50% of the time I was you know there to just lift I didn't want to be there and focus on what I was doing so you know sometimes just being able to cut out you know even something as simple as music so it doesn't distract you from what you're doing and being able to take a pre-workout to make sure that you're wired to focus on what you're there to do Instead of kind of drift off and be like, damn, you want to cut the, uh, not the interview, you want to cut the workout, you know, let's just go straight to cardio. We're already done here. But, you know, with you, it was always, you know, nonstop. And, you know, I'm sure I did that for you sometimes. Of course. Being able, you know, yo, we finished our list. And just
0: you being there makes me want to show up even more. Exactly.
1: And we, you know, we always motivated each other and you know when you would say nah let's not run on the treadmill nah let's do abs I'd say yo let's let's just do it we're already here what's another 15 (laughs) minutes and when I would do nah let's not do leg day I know I said that a bunch but (laughs) you were like bro like you have to do legs like you don't want to be
0: I used to want to hit abs every
1: single day yeah for sure so just being able to uh, our friendship grow through the gym and through our relationship through school and stuff like that that was like you know a big help and and a big thing for us you know to be able to go on in the future and, you know, hopefully one day we're all married and we could all just gather with the closest of the closest friends and be like, damn, I've known him for 30 years. You know, yeah. that's my homie. That's my best friend since we we're 13 years old. Not even what's middle school, like yeah, 10 years mean, old, yeah. something like yeah, that. Pretty much 11. Yeah. Since we were like 10, 11 years old, you know, I've known this guy 30 years. So, you know, just for our wives, for example, to be able to get together and, you know, they do their thing and then, you know, we could, you know, on a Sunday, we just watch football, you know, have a little drink or something and just, you know, of course, relax, not relax, but like recap on our lives and, yeah, you know, yeah, get back to being as close as we were in, you know, middle school, high school, you know.
0: Yeah, because honestly, any people that we meet along the line of life, like at work or future firms that we work at or anything. Yeah. They're never going to really know us like how we know each other. Exactly. You know we've been I mean? there,
1: you know, we've you've been there for my hard times, you know, maybe, you know, some breakups yeah. or, you know, something like that, you know, some Just some struggles you, and, you know, I've been there for you and so forth, you know, but those are the the close group of, of, of guys or boys, as people say, you know, those are the boys that you, you have that relationship and that friendship with that are going to be with you, you know, the rest of your life. And maybe not, you know. I won't talk to you or we won't see each other for, like, five years or something, for example. Yeah. Which I, I don't think we yeah. let it get to that point. But, you know, as soon as we see each other again, like, in, like we never, you know, stop being friends. Like, we didn't see each other the period before in high school. Yeah, exactly. That no, type I, of relationship.
0: If I see you out anywhere, I'm coming right up to you. And I'm giving you a huge hug. For if sure. it's been that long, for sure. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah. You know, we're brothers. Yeah, for sure.
1: Brothers, for sure.
0: Yeah, having someone that you know has your back no matter what, yeah. you know, will never backstab, you won't betray you, like, feeling that way towards people and our friend group, like, I genuinely feel that way, yeah. you know, like, it's... Like, we've had
1: our, how do you say it? like, we've oh. had our friend group, mm-hmm. you know, a bunch of people. Yeah. But then we had, like, you know, this, this tight group of a few of us that, you know, are always, always going to be, you know that yeah. close so it, you yeah. know it's not just uh it's not just group. a hangout group you it's know. a, you know what'd you what'd you do today you know did you what time did you wake up did you work out you know what'd you write in your journal you know what goal do you want mm-hmm. to achieve this week you know stuff like that so to the point that you know that builds our friendship and we have you know those three four friends that we want to become better we want to support each other's you know business aspirations and so forth so i think that you know you're for sure one of those for me My brother, you know, a few other people that along the way that, you know, we've come, you know, either went to school with, we've met outside of school, you know, just stuff like that. But I think, you know, personally, there's like, you know, six, six or seven of us that really, you know, care about each other's success instead of just, you know, let's see if he wants to go out tonight. And that's a lot, man. Like we're honestly
0: blessed to have found our little group. Yeah, for sure, man.
1: There's a lot of people out there that don't even have one. Exactly. You know. You know they they uh, they care about their social status more than you know what they're about. You know I don't. I'm a big believer in you know don't flex, don't flaunt what you don't have. Mm -hmm. You know people wearing those Supreme jackets that cost twenty two (laughs) hundred bucks or whatever, like yeah, would you that left you five dollars in your bank account? Like yeah, exactly. If you don't got it, you don't buy it. You know that's what I'm a I'm a believer in that. You know for sure that's why I wear cheap cheap but like clean hoodies and you know basketball shorts that are appealing jeans or whatever but you know i keep my money where it's supposed to be in my savings and you know one day when i'm ready to settle down and you know buy a, a house for myself for my family maybe buy a house to to rent out to you know so i could get some passive income yep. which is you know ultimately the dream mm-hmm. you know you don't want to have to do anything and still collect a check exactly. you know just because you own something And it's not really that hard, you know, it's not. not. You just got to get that original payments and the original down payment for a house, for example, to be able to invest in your future per se. You know, Mm -hmm. you put a down payment on a first home buyer on a house, you rent it out, you know, for example, the rent would be a thousand. You charge a person who's renting two. that's, you know, a thousand dollars in your pocket every single month. That would be a great rental Uh, property. Of course. Yeah. But, (laughs) you know, you got to look for that kind of stuff and. Uh, you know people always say oh you should buy this you should get that like nah i'm gonna have this and i'm gonna have that yeah in two three years when i'm financially you know successful and have passive income from different things that are that aren't even my real job Mm -hmm. so you know i could be making hundred thousand dollars a year but with all those side little properties or you know whatever if i start a business and sell it and collect you know uh income from that you know It'll maybe throw on an extra fifty thousand, for example, and you know that's just more income that you know you can enjoy. You know, people say money doesn't make you happy, but I've never seen anybody sat on a jet ski. You know, <laughs> I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> you love but, that saying. <laughs> I mean, it, and I I understand that certain aspects of money can't buy you happiness. Yeah. But you know, people are happiest when they can buy what they want. You know, they can yeah, buy, purchase, travel, you know, do things that. You know, their life that goes on because, you, anyway. you know, people say, I want to travel. I want to travel and then go to a club and buy, pay for seven drinks that are fifteen dollars each. You know, how where are you going to go? You know, down the block.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. where you
1: went. That was a travel uh, right that, there. That's your traveling. You know, I want to be able to go to other countries I've never seen. You know, I want to go to to Greece, to uh, to uh, Mykonos and all those, you know, beautiful uh, islands in Bora Bora and stuff like that to be able to experience you know bliss tropical you know perfect sand and just ultimate relaxation and have and have a just stress-free life
0: yeah and you want to set your life up now early to yeah, be able of course, to do that of course you, know, you
1: know we 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 used to go out and we used to drink and do all these other things that with our friend the big friend group yeah but you know i feel like we've been doing that since we were like 16 so like 16 17 yeah. 18 19 20 and now we're 21 you know we've We did that for five years. And that's not to say say that now, you know, we won't get together with the guys, you know, one night of the month or something and just, you know, talk garbage and just have fun with each other and just recap and talk about other ideas and stuff like that, maybe. But, you know, the whole partying and, you know, all that phase, I'm past it. You know, I don't I don't enjoy going to a bar and spending sixteen dollars on a cocktail that's, you know. Not even the size of my hand. Yeah, it's... You know, that's just a ridiculous way to use your money. And it's not even that I don't like to drink or I don't have a good time. It's just, you know, my you know my father is, you know, a successful businessman. He always taught us, you know, you don't want to spend money on things you don't need. You know, do, do I need a $16 drink?
0: Exactly, yeah. You know,
1: he, he always taught us money management, you know, ever since we were young. So, you know, every Christmas or every birthday or whatever... You know, my grandfather didn't like to buy gifts because he didn't know what we'd want. So he'd give us cash. You know, here's here's 100, here's 50. And, you know, we always, you know, my dad always says, look, you're going to need that. You're going to need that. Uh, we put in our little our little teddy bear, hide it in the closet. And, you know, when we were ready to open up a savings account, we already started with, you know, $6,000 at 16 years old, 17 years old. That's, you know, it's a lot of money for a 16, oh, 17 sure. year old. You know, especially if... They want to move out and build something. If they want to go to college and pay rent out of dorm, you know that's a that's a good amount of money to start and be able to jumpstart your 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 life. For example, you yeah. know if you know how to manage your own money and you know how to save your own money, you know in the future the possibilities are endless. Yeah,
0: that's the key: learning how to manage it, and for that's sure. the most like underrated skill.
1: Yeah, for like sure. Like it should be taught in schools. Of to Of course, that's course know, exactly what I was going to say. High school, you know, teaches you about biology or chemistry. But how many people do you know that want to be, you know, a chemist or, or you know, even doctors? Like you see a lot of them, but more people need to know how to manage their money everyone than how money. to be a doctor. You know, everyone gets exactly. Money. So I think that should be a main curriculum course for every single school, private, public. You know, all those schools should teach that. So it's not even offered in some colleges, you yeah. know, it's not even I don't I can't remember in the three colleges I've been to uh, one ma- money management course, how to save money, how to how the stock market works like in depth. You know, I've never seen that. Have you? They're not even there. They're not. You know, They're money, money management is so crucial to a person's life. You know, like the example we've been using of, you know, the cocktails that are sixteen dollars, you know. Mm-hmm. A logical person who knows and wants to k- save their money and develop a future from a good position won't spend $16 on a cocktail. Yeah. You know, it's $16, $16. You go to the bar a hundred times, you know, it's a thousand six hundred bucks. That's already, you know, a yeah, down payment one drink, on something. One. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, one drink and, and 100, like a hundred different yeah. times, you know, but there's some people that go out that many times in a year. You know 100 days in a year and most of them don't just get one drink
0: yeah exactly yeah you know so and it's not even only the the drink it's entrance time that you're spending of course after you're waking up late the next day Yeah, you're, of you're course. building bad habits in reality you're kind of meeting bad crowds
1: yeah like, yeah for sure you're not going to
0: meet anybody that they're not wanna, they don't want to uplift you they rather take your wallet out of your yeah, pocket of course than of uplift course it, you know?
1: and you know you're paying entrance to a club entrance to a bar you know, you're paying the the tab on the bar. The Uber oh, there. You know what? I'll just you know? I'll just buy your drink this time. You know, I'll pay for the Uber back home if if we're smashed. And, you know, I can't I can't drive. You gotta pay for valet parking. You know, that's what. Um, sometimes here in Miami, you know, that tab can run a few thousand bucks. Yeah. You know, you want to flex in front of the girls? You buy a two thousand dollar bottle, and you didn't even drink it. <laughs> You know? Yeah. Yeah. You're just flexing. Uh, yeah. Of just course. Flexing. And then you get nothing out of it though. Nothing. What do you get? Popular for a night and then you get you... a little snapchat post, yeah. you know, and I you're don't...
0: there. And the next day everyone forgets about
1: you. For me, I don't I don't you know, a lot of people I know live their life by, you know, their social status. How many followers they have, you know, how many how many Snapchat stories they uploaded when in reality like, you know, I don't want you to know what's going on in my life. You know, I wanna come back in five years. Pull up in a beautiful Mercedes and you're like, wow, what does this guy do for a living? You know, oh, I'm financially independent. You know, I don't I don't even work a night of five. I own these these companies. They pay me, you know, a good amount of money to be able to afford a luxury car like this. My family lives well. My kids, you know, have all the things they want and they need. You know, I want to be able to buy my kid uh, a car when he turns 16. Of course, I don't want to drive him to school, you know, his whole life. Well, the last three years of high school. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I also don't want to get them a beat down $1,000 Toyota from 2004. True. I want to get them, you know, we, we, for example, my first car was a 2016 Honda Civic. Man, it was you know of what? the year. I love that. Yeah. I love so that. So my 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 parents, you know, they said, look, you know, we're we're well off, but we're not going to buy you yeah, you're not gonna a gonna race car, course. a BMW. <laughs> yeah. You're going to get a car that, you know, will last you 10 years. So when you're, you know, for example, 26, you're already going to have that money that you didn't have to spend on the car to be able to put a down payment or, you know, depending how much success you have in the meantime, buy your, whatever car you want and you can set that one for scraps, for example. Yeah. So, you know, my first car was a 2016 Honda Civic. It was beautiful.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's honestly, I love that because um, obviously your parents do well. They have their own independent yeah. business. You mm-hmm. know, they do great, but they still... Get you a Civic and get Matthew an Accord.
1: And my older brother as well got an Accord. You see, like, so those just... were our first cars. And then my older brother, you know, once we started, you know, work, helping out and going to college and stuff, you know, my older brother Nick, my grandfather pa- passed him down his F 150. Mm-hmm. So he got a truck. A nice, the, a nice F 150. So my brother Matthew, then he wanted a truck. <laughs> so then they got him a truck. And then, you know, they were like, you know, might as well get you guys, you know, something, you know, a treat, you know, for graduating high school, for yeah, do playing one college, for going to college and being and keeping up grades and and making us proud, for example. So, you know, I got a an EcoBoost Mustang. You know, they're like, there's no point. Well, they asked me, do you want the Sport Mustang? Do you want the the GT? Whatever. I was like, how much is the GT? I go fifty thousand. I go, how much is the EcoBoost? <laughs> they're like, oh, like twenty six. I was like. Yeah. give me the eco boost yeah. save my parents what fourteen thousand dollars right there Save some gas yeah, and the gas is yeah. better too yeah so i mean that's just like some things that you know people think different for example you know a lot of people are thinking how do i save money a lot of people are like all right i'm just gonna save like a little bit and other people are just like i don't care you know i'm gonna live paycheck to paycheck might not be able to pay my bills this week but at least you know i bought yeah, that bottle for those that starts Bing, yeah. bing, bing. at least I bought that bottle for those three girls at the club last week I only have like $7 in my account now yeah if you ask me right
0: now I am broke yeah because I have a lot of my money in the market yeah of course so you ask me I don't have money to spend Yeah. but I do if I really wanted yeah, to yeah. like I really wanted to start this podcast sold a little bit of stock took that money profit yeah invested yeah. it in this but you're also I
1: do. you're also going to law school though so I mean that money that you would have, you know, potentially you might be using it. <clears throat> excuse me, to pay for your education, mm-hmm. but it's not just any education, It's a law school, you know. Yeah. That so that where well, you're, you know, don't you can't even see it as you know you're paying for law school. You got to see it as you're investing for your future mm-hmm. through law school. Yeah, because you know what job can't you get with a with a law degree? Yeah, I mean maybe I mean, a doctor. Bomb and that's the interview. It. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, you're not gonna do that, yeah, yeah, but. Yeah. I mean you know that looks so good you know for example my brother you know he has a real estate license his mm-hmm. sales experience he has now he's gonna get a law school and you know he's done he's done most things so i'll find hey, that if i an employer i would love to have that kid it's come a beautiful along. resume for yeah. a young person by the time he's done with law school be 24 24 years old the lawyer real estate agent sales person experience sounds you pretty could, good to He could adapt <laughs> to any job he chooses yeah. You know, maybe he wants to open his op- his own firm, you know, his own real estate firm, law firm. He wants to work as a lawyer. And after he saved enough or a little bit, goes into this, you know, I'm I'm not, you know, you guys are, are closer in the sense that you guys, you know, study for law school and stuff like that. You know, I just never been motivated to do law school, yeah. you know, or real estate. I just don't i don't think school is a waste or anything like that because i do think that you learn valuable lessons in school responsibility uh punctuation like on time being exactly, on time yeah. and all that being responsible responsible with homework all that you know? but i just think that you know there's that experience sometimes overvalues education you know and elon musk said that you know he said if someone applied to you know tesla for example with 20 years of job experience and then there's a kid that's fresh out of college that has, you know, 17 degrees. I'm taking the 20 years of experience. because that's why that they company knows. Is... They know what they're doing instead of a kid that's going to have to go day by day. That guy could already perform when he joins. And that kid will have to learn. The kid knows nothing. Exactly. So, the, I mean... I know nothing. But, you know, law school, medical school, you know, dentistry, you got to learn that stuff. So, yeah. that's where I see, you know the school really playing a factor because you need to learn it. You need to take an exam to get in and to finish and to be able to get a job. So, you know, I find I find school really, you know, it's it's educational and it helps. But there's like certain aspects of it that, you know, I would really like to see a college, you know, straight internship opportunities. You know, as soon as you graduate in your field, you know, there's other companies that partner with the college and, and there is yeah that's what i really like to see because you know sometimes kids are like wow all i've been doing is school for the last 24 years of my life how am i supposed to get a job how do i write a resume how do i you know appeal nice you know i had this personal communications or speech class but i don't know what the right answers to this question in an interview are yeah what is your name um boom you lost your job (laughs) opportunity yeah you know it's something as simple as that you know some companies obviously won't you know, drop you because you say, um, Mm -hmm. but there's a lot of prestige and elite companies that, you know, they require clean, you know, people who talk perfect. And yeah, especially lawyers, lawyers really don't say educated um people. Exactly. You know, they need highly educated people. So they're not going to you know waste their time on somebody who stutters, who does this, who does that. When there's people out there who don't. And do you believe that school in a way kind of
0: just, turns you in to be a become a good employee in a way
1: i think that plays a role but you know there's some classes that teach you how to start a business the different types of business you can start you know how the economy works you know what is an llc you know how do you pay your taxes what can you do to pay less on your texans on your taxes like write-offs and so forth accounting you know, yeah, yeah. Just so little. there's 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 classes that teach you you know i Personally, I think there's more classes that teach you how to be an owner than an employee. Mm. Because think about it. Being an employee has nothing to do with learning what a partnership is, learning what an LLC is, how to file taxes. True. You know, but being an employee is literally, you know, be on time, do what they tell you, and get out.
0: Isn't that a little bit, doesn't that sound like school?
1: Yeah, but <laughs> that, that is school, no, yeah, though. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. technically, school is like a job. Yeah, You're true. there every single day from well, what did we have school in high school, like 7.50 to 2.50 Yeah. every single day. That was technically a job. And, you know, college baseball technically was also a job. You know, in the mornings you work out or you had, you know, your own uh, section practice mm-hmm. and you get showered, you go to class, you know, that's your break from work. Yeah. When you go to class and then your class is still another job in itself. You get out of class, boom, another four or five hours in practice in the batting cages doing this, doing that, another lift, exercising. Then you're done and you're, you're gassed. And you're like, well, you we got to do it again tomorrow, which is what most people take work as. Yeah, yeah, no, but, for sure. you know, for me, I don't see work as a burden. I see work as, you know, expressing yourself into, you know, I can do this, I can do that, I'm able to do this, I can become this. You know, it's, it's a grind. Work is not meant to be boring and 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 you're just so excited to get out of work work supposed to be you know you go in and you try to make money simple as that you know people say do what you love i love making money you know (laughs) you put me as a sports agent you put me as a you know i could i'll be a janitor if it paid me one hundred fifty thousand dollars a year true you know i like making money you know and when you get money you know you're able to do other things that you want to do yeah but you know at our age for example you know the main the main thing is building up your money building up your assets for example like buying a house at a young age you know imagine a house that pays you monthly
0: yeah and to get that house they're not going to give a loan out to some kid exactly. that has no income you know or, and or has no low credit
1: score who they didn't learn how to how to create a bank account how to create a credit card how to properly manage it so you know that's that all goes back to you know what they teach, you know, I I I enjoy school. Mm-hmm. You know, most classes I pay attention to, except like PE. We never paid attention because you know we're just athletic coach. Mm-hmm. Can we just play basketball? You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Yeah. Go play basketball. You guys don't need to learn how to do a burpee. You know, you already know how to do a burpee, so it's like we we never found some classes. I feel like weren't necessary. Biology. Biology, maybe, because biology, you learn about the human body yeah. and stuff that could hurt you, this and that. But chemistry, well, yeah. I haven't used chemistry in my whole life. Yeah, true. I didn't even use chemistry in the test, which is why I failed all of them. So, I mean, <laughs> chemistry, I, I feel like it wasn't, you know, required or European history. It's like, what do that's not going to yeah, teach me anything. When
0: it comes to schooling, like, what would be a solution that you would give because... Obviously, there's a lot of people that need chemistry for their future doctor, yeah, of course. and we yeah, talked yeah. about that. But then, how can you, you know, it's kind of hard to expect the kid to really know what he wants. Yeah, at that age. Because people still don't even know what they want in
1: college. Yeah, of course.
0: So, what would you, what would, nah, what would I be mean, a little solution?
1: I mean, there there should be, like, you know, like a test program, you know. What are your interests? You know, LinkedIn is good with that. You know, what are your interests? Uh, graphic design, I like Photoshop. Here are a few internship opportunities that, you know, you can apply for if they accept you. Mm-hmm. You can learn Photoshop branding for that company and so forth. You know, oh, I want to be a, a media analyst. I want to be a news reporter. I want to be a like a sports uh, commentator. Oh, here's a place here. You can intern here. You can watch them, learn how to do it, get your degree. And, you know, you can have your own side show. You can start a podcast talking about sports. You know, you could be sponsored by this, you know, by ESPN with your spot. Your podcast could be sponsored by ESPN, by Barstool, you know, something that endorses you. So you gain a following and income. Yeah. You know, there, there should be opportunities for every field, I think, you know. You know, did you know that McDonald's was the first, you know, McDonald's employees originally were meant to be for kids who are in college and who just need a little side hustle to pay for their education?
0: I still think it's kind of that. Why? Wow, what do you think it when is? When you go to
1: McDonald's, what do you see?
0: Yeah, true. There's a lot of older people. Making, older people. Uh, that's
1: where they work. You know, McDonald's wasn't meant to be, you know, a kind of fallback job, quick little $7 an hour. It's meant for people, but look look how that turned out, you know. There's 40-year-olds, 50-year-olds, 60-year-olds working in fast food restaurants, you know. Who, I don't want to say their life amounted to nothing, but they just didn't do what they could have. Yeah. You know, if you're born poor, it's not your fault. But if you die poor, it's your fault. That's a quote that I saw a long time ago. And I really I look at it and I'm like, wow, like, you know, that shows how much drive you have in life. You know, if you're born poor, you know, what can you do to control that? It's not your fault. But if you die poor and you die, you know, you didn't really achieve or amount to anything. You know, sure, there's something along the road that could have changed that.
0: Yeah, of course. You know, a lot of workers like delivery drivers, blah blah yeah, blah. Yeah, Most of them are trying to make a little side hustle. Yeah, for sure. But to raise a family on on some type no. of job, you know, I mean, if that's all you can get, then that's what you have to do, yeah, of and course, and that's what you have to do to put the food yeah. on the table. And respect to those people.
1: Yeah, you know that the, the flower guy. A lot of people, a lot of people. You know, for example, Amazon delivery drivers. A lot of those delivery drivers are self-owned vehicles. Yeah, exactly. And so they buy the cars and they profit. You know, they just make the deliveries and throw the Amazon logo and boom, they're making 100 yeah, deliveries like UPS, a day. Well,
0: not just like UPS drivers, but UPS drivers,
1: like that's a pretty good career. Yeah, but man. think about it. The UPS drivers have their own big trucks, UPS-owned trucks. You mean the Amazon drivers? No, no. Amazon are self-owned. UPS oh, yeah, yeah, is yeah, yeah. company-owned yeah, yeah, trucks. Yeah, 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 I get you. So Amazon, you know, you have $15,000. You could put a down payment on a van. And, you know throw that Amazon logo and start working and making a profit you know you have to pay a thousand dollars on that truck a month you profit two thousand three thousand for example just like real estate it pays for it and you put a little bit in your pocket and you save it for a later date
0: I wonder if you could uh, buy a few of those trucks and start your own little can you can, business. You can.
1: people do that man people That's I know someone idea. who bought whose dad bought four trucks and and hired four drivers the four drivers get paid and he just collects a little bit on the side. Yeah, yeah. Enough to save. It's a passive income. And, and to pay off like what he's supposed to pay off for buying the trucks. Yeah. So, you know, there's ways, you know. That's wherever, a great idea. You know, you I saw a, a video the other day on TikTok of some guy that buys used cars for like $2,000, $3,000. Mm-hmm. He literally opens the doors, vacuums, pressure cleans it, and sells it for $6,000. That's $4,000 of income in a matter of a week.
0: Yeah, one and car
1: a week. People that sell cars and
0: they don't even bother to clean them up, like those are the laziest people yeah, in the for world, sure. man. Like, you gotta you gotta put in a little effort to do, like just cleaning your car out well. will get you.
1: We'll go along. A, long a way. little bit more cash, a yeah. little bit more. You know, what do you think about, you know, just your future? You know, what do you, you know, I know you've probably introduced yourself and stuff by now, but you know, what what do you wanna do in ten years? You know, what do you wanna you want to have a family? Do you want to, you know, live in Miami? Do you want to move away? You know, tell me what's up.
0: Yeah, I mean, and uh, hopefully if everything goes to plan in about three to four years, in three years, I'll be 24 and graduate from law school. You know, yeah. get a good job. Hopefully, maybe I still have the podcast, you know, and that's going smoothly. Um, get a great job. That's the main goal. So intern throughout law school get a good job work that job for a little while with hopefully I don't have that much student loan debt yeah I mean I'm probably gonna have to take on a little I'm gonna try to put on a, as as small number as possible and then from there the goal is simple I really only want to work until I'm about 28 20 like this is my little kid yeah, dream yeah. you know no, I mean it's Who not knows even, how it plays but out.
1: think about it you know even if you do get a job as a lawyer as mm-hmm. an intern, you already have some money in the market you can you know cash that out and you could buy a property and you know yeah. you a duplex for example you get two incomes of rent from that one duplex you could part buy, put a down payment on an apartment complex for four units and you know you could be working your job but you still have something that you know is giving you in- additional income other than your job yeah. And paying off your student loans and at that's, the same time—that's 100% the goal, you know. And not even that, you know. You can partner, you know. Maybe you don't have enough cash to buy, to buy an apartment complex, a four-unit complex. Ask your, you know, one of your close friends that, you know, have the same amount as you, maybe even more. You know, you got he puts down more. That's fine, you know. He collects more more of the rent, but you're still more of the income. But you're still going to be collecting income as well. Yeah, and I'm and still he, in on a nice exactly. property that's going to
0: grow over time. You know, and if value. you
1: sell it for profit later, you know he collects his percentage, and you still get a nice percentage. Yeah. You know, just because you have a job doesn't mean you can't have a separate, uh, line of uh a separate stream of income. You know, a lot of people are under the, you know, illusion that you know your job is the only way you can make money. Oh, yeah. That is Well, I saw wrong. a little
0: saying, like, uh, your 9 to 5 pays the bills, your 6 to 10 builds the empire. Yeah. And that's really what it is. For sure. So, I mean, my goal is, since I have a... I'm going to graduate a finance major as well, so I have that yeah. type of background. Oh, of course. Um, a lot of, you know, lawyers have that... Um, not a stigma, I want to say maybe like a stereotype, Yeah. that they're not that good with money. So, I learned this through my financial advisor internship, and where plenty of guys said that they love to talk to lawyers because they have all this cash and they don't know what to do with it because they're so focused yeah. on their job that they don't really have time to invest yeah. in other And things. lawyers make a good living, too. Exactly.
1: They're, dude, they have so much cash coming yeah. in. Yeah. So you just don't know what to do with it. That's, you know, that's... But boils I will down know to, what to do with exactly, it. Exactly. You, know? you know, it boils down to education, you know. And you don't even have to learn it in school. You just go on YouTube and search up, oh. you know, how to do this, how to do that. You know how to change a tire. How to put a down payment. How to find a loan. You know that's everything's why it pisses online. Pisses
0: me off sometimes when people say, "Oh, Hopefully. I just don't have the time. I don't have the." You I'm always like, have Dude. time. You could literally search up
1: anything you want to learn about online. And it'll t- you don't want to learn how to code. Dude, you search up on courses, YouTube. There's courses everything. for free. Not you don't even have to pay. That's the thing. You know you don't have and money you have to do this. pay five
0: bucks. Five bucks, bucks exactly for like a
1: little a little course that teaches you the basics. Then you go into depth. Then you say, "Look, I learned how to code here, I, this is what I can do with my programming." You know, apply for this job—a minimal coding job. When you get more experience, apply for a better one in a few years. Yeah, money, at, at money. At this
0: stage in life, there's no excuse for yeah. whatever you want to do, yeah. whatever you want to learn. And I
1: feel like for us too, you know, at our age, you know, with our knowledge, you know, because a lot of twenty-one-year-olds don't talk like we do. Yeah. don't talk like how you spoke with my brother. He, you know, we don't. They don't talk about financial freedom. They don't mm-hmm. talk about developing, you know, a lifestyle that that you don't have you don't live that you live worry free that, you know, I want my side I'm gonna I, I wanna work until my side hustle give, makes me more money than my job. Oh, hundred percent. And from that point, you know, you just build your side hustle until your main, you know, whether it's owning one or two properties and they give you more money You know, you use that money and you buy another one. You buy another one. By the time you're at, you know, ten, that's what? imagine a thousand dollars for ten that's ten thousand dollars a month. And
0: then then hopefully let's say it's a fifteen year mortgage In fifteen years, let's say we start now in our twenties. By forty It's already paid off. They're all paid off and someone else
1: paid them off. Exactly. And you still profited off of
0: it. And maybe the profit we want to put it back into pay it off quicker. Exactly. But
1: or into a new property. Yeah, or into another property. Yeah. So that's just you know there's like it's a lot leverage. of ways exactly there's a lot of ways you can invest your money but you know everybody says real estate real estate but you know people think hey i just need to buy a house i need to own land i need to own this farm or whatever mm-hmm. no like you gotta put some work in it you know whether it's renovating a house that you bought for cheap you know you buy a two hundred thousand dollar house you know you fix it up for twenty thousand thirty thousand that house is you know you could probably resell it for 300,000 exactly profit 60,000 and you know in a span of what one two months of work that's a pretty good profit 50,000
0: in 2 months oh, 100% i mean there's that strategy i think it's it's called they call it the burr strategy it's buy rehab rent refinance repeat something yeah, something yeah. like that and that is like beautiful man beautiful yeah,
1: man but you know how many people have learned that yeah it's you know, true how many people get taught that they can do that no one, bro. That's you know additional research. That's additional you know tutorials or videos Dude, that people talk like about. People rather just come home, turn on Netflix. Of course. You know I'm not gonna lie. I'm a big you know I'm a movie buff. Mm-hmm. You know if I start a movie, you know I can't do anything until the movie has finished. You know? Really? Oh, I have I start a movie at seven and my date and I have a dinner date at eight o'clock with my girlfriend, and the movie's <laughs> two hours long. We're going to dinner at nine. <laughs> that like I I just i'm like such a fan of movies Mm -hmm. and you know stories and stuff like that you know so i i'm a i'm a little bit of a of a participator in you know the netflix and the hulu and Mm -hmm. all that but you know it still doesn't take away you know there is time for all that too you know you have 24 hours in a day you know you sleep for what eight hours of the day Mm -hmm. it leaves you 16 16. hours Mm -hmm. that leaves you with 16 hours to do something you know you work nine hours a day that's still uh 17 oh seven hours Mm -hmm. that you have to do additional things you know you put two three hours into your side hustle two three hours into your brainstorm you know session writing stuff down doing your side hustle like a podcast for example that's what leaves you you know three four hours before you go to sleep yeah you know you just crank it out right there you watch a show that you really wanted to watch your favorite show you watch a movie you know you hang out with your girlfriend with your family with your friends with your dog your cat you know there's time for everything you know you just had a time management and money management are the the essential needs that an individual needs to succeed in life
0: i agree 100 and also the uh i'm such a big believer in um consistency of course because like yeah. like i always ask myself like man if i just read 10 pages a day i could and what does that take 10 minutes 20 minutes yeah. If you do that over a span of a year, like think about that. If you've done that for the last yeah. four or five years, think about how many, how much knowledge, of course, and experience
1: that people but, shared with you. Yeah, but ten pages a day doesn't sound like much. Yeah. but I'm telling you. It but once make... it adds up at the end, you're like, wow, like that was pretty simple, yeah. and look how much I learned from it. You know, how to invest in the stock market, books, you know, basic simple books about people's dealings with money, what what happened to people, you know, working. But you know it's you know even people that play video games you know make a really good living you know the oh yeah. the top ones you but know people, they are boom yeah they people can play. make you know four thousand dollars a night just by people sending them money their partnerships and so forth you know for a while that's what I had you know that's what I wanted to do you know, I'm I've always been good at video games and you've mm-hmm. known me you know most of my life mm-hmm. you know I've been a gamer my whole life but you know I find the time to work. You know, I find the time to hang out with my friend's girlfriend and I still find the time to play video games. But it's not even just like a a nerd. You know, you just play video games yeah, standpoint. Yeah, yeah. It's like a decompressed type of thing. You know how, you know, some people need a drink after a stressful True. day. You know, maybe I just need to, you know, go on on NBA 2K and just, you know, play for, you know, an hour. Yeah, and ne- You know
0: what? I've never looked at it that way. It, pretty... It's a
1: it's a way to unwind. You know, for me, it's always been a place to unwind you know with all the pressure you know everything every time i've been stressed out you know i load it up and i play and you know yeah, you're, you're in another world man. it you're... doesn't even you don't even think about what was bothering you five minutes ago yeah you know to me i think that video games are you know i see it as it could lead to a profession depending on the route you take and mm-hmm. the popularity for example if you want to be like you know a streamer or something yeah but you know, look at these professional gaming companies you know they're worth you know a quarter of a billion dollars you know half a billion dollars the yeah. best ones you know imagine you randomly when you were 12 years old you're like you know oh, I'm gonna make a team <laughs> and you know you build yeah. it up you add people to your team and oh look 10 years later I sold it for 500 million dollars
0: dude that's insane I, yeah I could definitely see you getting into some type of business like yeah. this no I mean my just dream, buying a team
1: my dream would be to you know be an owner of a team yeah but you know with the rate that they're going you know esports one of the esports, which is you know professional gaming competitions and stuff that's a huge industry now but you know you look at it five ten years from ago nobody really talked about everyone was a bunch of
0: nerds that play video games that whole stigma has changed
1: all these people who stream and you know play for little kids that watch them and adults that watch them you know they make you know a few million dollars a year just by playing video games that's a dream you know imagine yeah Imagine you know what do you like to do? You work out. You know you want to work out. You you posted a, a video. Boom! You made forty thousand dollars <laughs> just by doing what you normally do. Yeah. Casually. Yeah. You know these people don't even have to play well. They're just funny, and that's their normal personality. And oh, here's forty G's a week. Yeah, I mean another reason
0: like a podcast. Imagine I made yeah. a bunch of money off a podcast. Yeah, of course. And the part, the part, one of the reasons why I started the podcast is because, like me and my friends like you are friend group we don't really talk on a one-on-one basis like seriously yeah. enough i feel we're
1: like. usually like in a little group and it's kind yeah. of just like a brainstorm instead of a sit down yeah you know talk about like break, i love breakdown point, you know yeah. i literally love yeah, talking to you here yeah, one-on-one sure. like, i mean we've had conversations like this before but like to record it and be able to you know look back on it someday and be like wow you know this is what we talked about, and this is what we became. Yeah, you
0: imagine know? we're in the future there with our kids. Yeah. And then we'll be like,
1: man, look at us at 21. 21. What we were talking about. Yeah. So, I mean, A, you know, that's the difference between someone who's, you know, financially successful and free by the time they're 40 and someone who's, you know, just got their, their job at McDonald's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I get you. that's, you know, being motivated at a young age. And having the right, you know, sometimes it can lead from parental advice. You know, if your parents don't show you how to, you know, how to properly use your money. Mm -hmm. You know, I saw this post that uh, this parent had a daughter. This dad had a daughter and she had a seven week allowance, seven dollars a week allowance. So every Friday he would give her seven dollars. She was like six years old. Mm -hmm. he would give her seven dollars. But he would say, look, one dollars for rent. $2 $2 is for, so the second dollars for food that I fed you. The third dollar is for water. The fourth dollar, fourth dollar or fifth dollar is for, you know, electricity. Mm-hmm. And then you, you're, you, $2 you, you stay with $2. Or but save. little did the kid know that, that the father was like saving it since she was six years old. Imagine by the time, you know, they get out of college, 21 years old, that's, you know, $8,000, a few thousand dollars. You know, so, and he gave, he would give it back to her, but from a young age, you know, you start to learn, you know, I need to save this much because I need to pay this. Mm -hmm. This is a requirement in life, taxes. One of the dollars was for taxes. That's what I miss. You know, you learn at a young age that, you know, you're going to lose some of your income to, you know, spending habits and stuff like that. So you need to make use of those two dollars that you do have. Yeah. You know, what is she going to buy with $2 at six years old? You know, two little candies. And yeah. then she's like, wow, I can't buy any more candy. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, that develops into, you know, instead now I'm going to save 7000 I got $7,000 and I got to save two of them. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's kind of, I like that. I really would like to try that, you know, when I'm, when I'm a parent, mm-hmm. you know, especially if I'm going to, you know, give the, the money back to my own kid anyway. Yeah. You know, just so they learn the, the process of life adulting and so forth.
0: Yeah, it's important to teach your kids and people around you um that money is a tool. Yeah. You know, it's not a a playful thing just to throw around and spend a
1: strip club or whatever. You yeah, know, it's that paycheck to paycheck life. It's it sucks. It weighs on you, man. I I I used to work at an elementary school. Mm-hmm. And you know, my paychecks for two weeks, 6 hours a day was $400, $300, you know, after food, gas, you know, maybe it's Christmas time and I have to buy, you know, certain gifts for certain people. I'm saving $50, 70 $100 a week at that income. And now that I get paid, you know, a little bit better with the with the job that I have working with my father, you know, selling cabinets and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm able to save $600 a paycheck, for example, you know. It, it, but it, yeah, if you it's can't consistent. manage $100, you You're can't manage 1000 no.
0: you know, you can't, you... People expect to graduate and be like, Oh yeah, now I know how to manage all this.
1: No, you don't bro. It's false. You don't even most of the time you don't even learn that in college. Yeah. Or high school. No,
0: I mean like as in graduate college and now they have a better job. Oh so no, now that's now, not even guaranteed yeah.
1: either. Yeah, true. True. Because if you graduated with this degree but you have no job experience, you got bad grades, what is it? who the heck is gonna hire you? Yeah. You know? This kid standing right next to you in the graduation. Had a better GPA. Internship. and internship and was part of a business club. Why wouldn't I, you know, hire him? Oh, because I did this, (laughs) I did that. No, you didn't. Look at your resume. You know, it's empty. It literally says your education, your degree, and your name. Yeah, you'll get some interviews and then they'll be like, all right, well, hey. We'll give you a call (laughs) if we want you. (laughs) But that call never comes. No, I mean, I just, I'm big on saving money for sure. You Mm -hmm. know, people say... Spend, I mean, save 30% of your paycheck every, every single paycheck. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't, and if I, if I'm able to, if I save 30%, and I'm able to have this much in the future, I can save like 70% and have more than double that. Exactly. Yeah. You know, cause I don't need much more than, you know, 200, $300 to operate every two weeks and mm-hmm. you know, between food, gas, other expenses, you know, dates and stuff like that, you know, Especially Stop. right now when we don't have bills to pay exactly. as much, you, you know, know, it's we, like we're living in our parents' house, you know, yeah. most of our stuff is paid for, you know, except for gas, you know, we don't even pay rent. We don't pay for our phone bills. So, you know, but I think that's just a tool that our parents are using to, you know, like, you know, yeah, it gives us I'm sacrificing it. and I want you to live off of me until you're ready to, you know, become your own person, own your own house, have your own family. Because, you know, imagine we had to pay rent, you know, that income starts, Yeah, and you then know, you're I'll, not going to be able to save as much and yeah. become something of yourself or be able to put a down payment on a house to start your high, your side hustle. So, yeah. I mean, there's just a bunch of, you know, lessons and stuff, I guess I've learned over the years, you know, you know, my father being a businessman since, you know, he graduated high school. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's always been motivated to become something of himself. know, so, you know, my dad came from Cuba when he was 13. You know, he had to learn, you know, how to do this, how to do that. And, you know, he's successful. He owns a very good business and makes a good amount of money. And his kids, you know, he taught them. There's three of us. So he taught us all how to manage our money and how we all make good money. We're all successful. You know, if my dad wants to build a property, you know, my dad likes to buy land and build a property. Mm -hmm. You know, my older brother, Nick, is basically like a contractor. You know, he knows how to do all the little stuff, this and that. You know, you need this inspection, that. You know, me me, I know how to, you know, design a kitchen, design a closet, you know, do all the handiwork for, you know, installation and so forth. And Matthew is a real estate agent, he sells
0: the house. You guys are making money at every turn. Exactly.
1: (laughs) And you know, and my dad's saving money as well. Yeah. Oh, you know.
0: No, and he'd much rather give that three percent commission. Exactly
1: to his son, son, you know, who's gonna amount to something instead of giving it to a random person he found at Home Depot you know
0: <laughs> well i mean three percent of the real estate yeah, commission no. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah no but i'm saying like for handy oh, okay, for example yeah, yeah. yeah so if your son knows how to do it i'm sure he's not going to charge you as much as a contractor because that's how contractors make money yeah contractors overcharge what really it costs so if i broke this table and i said oh <laughs> you know this i can fix this table for a hundred dollars let's charge him two thousand i fix it for a hundred i a thousand nine hundred that's how contractors make money yeah so you know just being able to do that and being able to be handy and, you know, watch YouTube videos, how to do this, how to do that, you know, how to how to take a tire off, how to do it, uh you know, a bunch of things that you wouldn't necessarily need to do if you just hired someone. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's certain life lessons that come along the way. I mean, I guess, you know, I am blessed enough to have a father that, you know, has the means to be able to build a house and sell it mm-hmm. so we can learn you know, how to do this, how to do that, how to install this, how to fix that, how to put drywall, how to plaster, you know, how to put baseboards and crown molding. It's just, you know, it, we are blessed, but, you know, anybody can learn that. You know, you go on YouTube. I didn't even learn it through YouTube. I learned it by watching someone how to do it. And yeah. I messed up a few times and then, you know, the the next time.
0: Exactly. You're going to make mistakes, you know. Of course. But, I mean, learning all those lessons, too, it helps you, like, let's say when you go to do a rental property exactly. and fix it up you're you're gonna know and you're gonna make sure that everything is being done yeah. right or like you know
1: even if you go in and you're like and you already know what makes a house look nice oh yeah you know and this is kind of like cracked but they still sold it to you like that and mm-hmm. they're like oh they didn't even know how much this is how eye appealing or how much this could be worth yeah so you know boom you fix up a little countertop issue you put a brand new countertop for five thousand dollars you know that kitchen now looks like it's not twenty thousand yeah. dollars yeah so you know you could resell that house f- just by that just by fixing one thing yeah you know so there's there's a bunch of life lessons that you know skills that you can learn simply by searching it up online or just you know watching somebody do it yeah and i feel like it could take you a long way you know but overall it's
0: really hard it's really hard to like self-educate yourself course, too yeah, you know yeah. like it's like doing homework and things like that. That's stuff that you have to do. Yeah. And you're there and you know it's due on Friday night or Monday night and whatever. And you put in that work and you get it done. But then going that extra step and really educating yourself on things that you want to achieve in life. Those are lessons that we were lucky enough to learn from our parents. Yeah. You know that they went that extra step, went that extra yeah, mile. For sure. So, I mean, we're blessed in that case in that uh regard in yeah. life. I agree. And that's why we get along, too.
1: Yeah, man. I mean, you know, we got along with friends that or acquaintances now that, you know, <laughs> we used to go party and, you know, hang out with at bars or whatever. But, you know, who's really around you now? Yeah. The people who are motivated the same way you were or the people that you called your closest friends yeah. until you stopped partying with them. And at the same time, if any of those people want to reach out and reconnect, sure. Come yeah, on. Of course. I mean, you know, on. always open. Everyone. But, yeah. you know. Personally, I think they would know, as well as I would know, and my closest friends would know. You know, they're not really part of my tight knit group. Yeah. You know, they're not as motivated as I am to make something of my life, become successful, have financial freedom. You know, enjoy retirement by the time I'm forty. By the time I'm thirty, even. You know, there's only a small group of people in your life that will ever be that that way. You know. I get you. For sure. Not everybody you come along the along that comes along in your path will, yeah, motivate you and help you become a better person. Yeah, I don't know where I, where I
0: read something or saw something in a video that it basically said that you meet people at a certain level, yeah, and then as you level up, some of these people are just not advancing, are not there for you anymore. You know, they're not they're not helping you grow in life. For sure. And people that are constantly growing and constantly learning, I mean. That is all you can ask for in a friend,
1: and yeah, you know, you raise the bar, they match you. They raise it, you match them. It's always one step forward, and not we need each other. Like we need each other. Uh, For example, if one of my closest friends. I really want to start a clothing company. I'll be your first customer. You know, absolutely. So that's how you support. You know, I'll post it on Instagram that you just released. you know, a clothing company or, or whatever, you know, with your podcast as well. You know, You're already helping I, me. I posted it, you know, give you some advice, some tips on how to better, you know, how to uh, more appealing and stuff like that. But that's, you know, I, I want to see you succeed as, you know, you probably want to see me succeed. I want yeah. us all to grow together, exactly. man. It doesn't
0: hurt me that someone else is doing great in life. No, you know, course. I love I love that.
1: You know? Yeah, you know, you make your, your your close friends around you better by being at your best too. For you sure, because they see you do something, they want to achieve the same success as you. That you see them, you want to jump at them and be at the same level as them. Not even as a competition, but just a matter of, you know, I I can do it too. Yeah. You know, you bench two hundred pounds. Damn, I want to bench two hundred pounds. You know, yeah. I have to get there eventually. Why not? You know, start working at it. Yeah. That, even though that's how I got injured, but.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean sometimes you got to take risks. Yeah. But. Yeah. That motivation, I, I think about that a lot. You know, my dad, one of the pieces of advice that he gave me about going to law school, he said that two of his buddies, I forgot the names, but they, he said that they went to law school and passed, and he was like, man, these kids were not even close to being the brightest kids in my yeah. high school class. But they applied themselves, they, they put in the work, it, yeah, yeah. and they got it done. And I'm like, you know what, man, you're right, like, if if anyone can do anything I can do anything. Yeah. It's just the
1: way I feel. Yeah, of course. You know, there's nothing you can't do. Maybe the only thing you can't do is be, you know, at this point a professional baseball player or <laughs> stuff like that, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's yeah. because, you know, it's past you. You yeah. know, you move past it, you know, when when I saw playing baseball, when I came home to from North Carolina, when mm-hmm. I played division 3 my freshman year, I had an invitational tryout at the junior college here, Miami Dade College, mm-hmm. which is probably top 5 uh junior college baseball program. You know, I got invited. I was like, wow, you know, they they want to see me. You know, select handful of kids got invited. You know, I, I, I trained there. I You know, I went and I performed amazingly. You know, probably the best baseball I've ever, you know, participated, you just, trained. Yeah. I was balling out. And, you know, my family was in the Keys. You know, it was a Friday. So my dad stayed with me so I could go to the trial and we could drive up together. So, you know, after the practice, you know, we thought that they give some, like, the people a call after, After the practice, you know, they called three, you know, Hispanic kids that, you know, uh, Dominican, Puerto Rican, and a Cuban kid who who were just animals, freaks of nature. And, you know, I did really well. I I felt like I was one of the best ones there. But, you know, that was like a hard moment for me where I really felt like, you know, like a loser, like a disappointment type of thing. And, you know, it was tough because you work for something your whole life. And to be told you're not good enough, it's like, who are you to tell me that, you know, so. I was emotional on the way th- down to the keys, and I was like, you know, it's the and, end of my career?" Is
0: that what you felt that it was like? And
1: it was, you know, that was that was my last time playing baseball. Damn, bro. Now you know the occasional softball games with you know your brothers and your friends, but yeah, it's not competing. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I like to compete. I like to show you that I'm better than you. I like to work harder than you. you. Like to win. I don't want to, you know, go out there, smile, hit hit a softball, run around the bases. Uh, i want to slide i want to ta- i want to tackle you i want to you know cross you over hyped. i don't you know i like to be to be like in a in the adrenaline rush mm-hmm. i don't want to casually play this casually do that so like when i you know didn't get called afterwards i was like you know i was beat you know i got to the keys that weekend and i didn't talk to anybody and why did you come back why why did I you came why back, was that your last opportunity yeah, cuz i came when i was in north carolina you know me and the coach you know we were okay you know but we just didn't have the same you know ideas but you know i respected him i never you know talked back to him you know i would just ask him you know he'd be like look you know swing down for example hit a ground ball i was like you know coach you don't score runs by doing that you know, why Why should I do that? And he'd be like, oh, because when you put the ball, you know, there, it's easier to hit it there, and, you know, people are more likely to make mistakes. I said, look, but if I hit it 400 feet and no one's standing over there, you know, they don't even have the chance to make a mistake yeah. or the chance to get me out. So, you know, that's why I swing a little bit up. He's like, "Uh, Just do it. Okay, I did it. Switched up my swing entirely. You know, had some failure, not failure, but, like, I didn't do as good as I could have. Yeah, it's not the way in the hitting aspect, you no know. Way. So, you know, we just saw, in and in North Carolina, you know, our team had like forty-seven players, you know, and it was me, my brother, who went together, Matthew, mm-hmm. and you know, there was this other kid from Melbourne called Joe, Melbourne, Florida, and we, us three, you know, Floridians, are in North Carolina, you know, forty-seven kids, only three of them were in the gym regularly. Imagine that, you know. You're a college baseball program. You're getting, you know, a scholarship to be there and to play. And you can't even go to the gym. You can't even go to the batting cages. You know, so it's kind of like you lose the motivation to be there at least. Because nobody's grinding like you. You're putting in all the effort. No one in your team wants to go to the gym. No one in your team wants to go to the batting cages. They show up, do what they have to, and get out. They're not, like, trying to get better. Yeah. which is what I was trying to do, which was what my brother Charles was trying to do. And this is what uh, Joe was trying to do, our friend from Melbourne. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there was a, you know, we met a few friends there. But, you know, after that season, you know, it was Division three, So they only give athletic, schol- they don't give athletic scholarships. They only give uh, academic. Mm-hmm. So, you know, our parents still had to pay, you know, a por- the, the portion that wasn't covered by our athletic scholarship. I mean, our academic. So, you know, it was it wasn't cheap. So, you know, when we got home and I sat down with my brother and we talked about it and we talked to our parents and, you know, we're like, is it worth, you know, going back, having the same experience that we didn't really enjoy that much when it's costing our parents this much? You know, they said, you know, I don't think you guys had that much fun there. Mm -hmm. You know, you guys wanted to play college baseball and you did. But, you know, do you guys want to go back or like, nah like we're okay We'll just, you know, come back home, study, get right our education get a good job and start you know building the future so you know when i had that trial that summer after my freshman yeah. year of college baseball i don't know it just like not like broke me but like it really like brought my mood down for like a little while because i was you know baseball i trained so hard you know type of thing
0: no and and, and dude, it's just you over your whole life giving yeah. your whole life to it pretty much yeah
1: and then you know it's like boom it's over you know they told you, you know, imagine you end and like, ah, oh, you weren't good enough and you never touch it again, you know?
0: Yeah, that's a rough way to go it, off, It's man.
1: It's, you know, it, it's not to the extent of like, you know, professional players or something like that, but, you know, I kind of took it a little bit more to heart because of how hard I had worked or how hard I had tried to work and become a baseball player. And, you know, maybe if, it was, if I reached, you know, the next level, like professional baseball, not the major leagues or anything, but just being called to, you know, a professional team, minor league or whatever, you know, that would have given me, you know, a sense of accomplishment or something. But, yeah. you know, instead of me ending, wow, I had a great season, I just don't want to play anymore. My career ended with, uh, you're not good enough. You're not going to play anymore.
0: Yeah, and I never really obviously played with you or I yeah. went to some games. Yeah. But I always noticed with you, like, as a person, you're very emotional. You're very yeah. invested in what you do. Yeah, for Like, sure. your heart is on your sleeve. Yeah. If someone
1: messes up, you're the first one to tell them. Get mm-hmm. in their face. You know, you, know if, you love the game. If I'm working this hard, you know, to win, you should be matching me. Yeah. You should. You shouldn't. You shouldn't be. You know, slacking off. You know, even if you can't match me, try. if I'm like working hard, you know, try. Yeah. That shows more than not. Yeah. You know, if we're on, if we're in the game and you're joking around in the dugout, and we're losing by fifty. You know. How are you laughing about? And when, yeah, after are you joking, bro? After like, every single game it? in college that we lost, you know, I didn't say a word the rest of the day. I was there, you know, I would put on my headphones. Either, you know, I'd go to sleep on the bus ride home or if it's a home game, I would go straight to the locker room. I'd listen to what the coach had to say and I'd be pissed off the rest of the day. Go to the gym after the game, grind out my fear. Uh, not my fear, my, my anger uh-huh. or, or that. Use it as fuel. Use it as fuel, you know. Go to my room, you know, eat whatever, and go to sleep early because I just couldn't stand, you know. Losing. Me feeling like I'm giving my all, and then people are like, "Yeah, you know, he's trying too hard. He's trying, he's trying. You know, he doesn't even have to do that. He could just, you know, come come to this party with us." I don't want to go to a party.
0: And what about in Westwood? You guys worked pretty hard
1: together. Yeah, I mean, and, and we were there was know, more energy there. Would you we say? were in the gym. I mean, yeah, you know, out of the eleven seniors, you know. 10 of us will go to the gym. The other one was kind of like not really a baseball <laughs> player. He was just on the team. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the 10 of us that wanted to play college baseball, yeah, man, we, we were in the gym every single day. You know, some of, some of them we went together with you when we were in our, in our gym partner days and all that. You know, my brother, Nathan, Peter, Danny, Brandon, All those, Kevin, Saboteer, all those guys, you know, we were always in the gym. I worked out with Kevin a couple times. We were always in the gym, you know. Yeah. So, that's what made playing baseball in high school fun because those guys that were around us were grinding just as hard as we were. Yeah. You know, we might have not been the best. Of course not. Of course, we weren't the best. We weren't highly recruited players, nothing like that. But we were giving, you know, we were trying hard.
0: Yeah, and you all tried hard together, and that makes the team bond stronger. So, you you know,
1: when, you know, uh. Early on in our high school career, our coach gave up on us in a game. You know, one kid locked his keys in his car so he couldn't make it to the game on time. But the kid made it, you know, 10 minutes before the game. You know, enough to stretch and get loose. And, you know, our coach was pissed off. He wanted to cancel the game. We're like, you're not canceling the game, man. He laid down in the dugout, you know, lazy-daisy. And he left right before the game started and left us all there. What? So we played the game. We won by fifteen. Nah. <laughs> yeah, we we won the game by fifteen, and we went to we went the next day. We told the athletic director, "Yo, we don't want this guy anymore. This guy what? needs to be fired, man. How's he gonna leave us all there? You know, we didn't. We had an uh, assistant coach. He didn't have any experience, anything like that. Yeah. But like, and he was young. He was like 24, 23. So he's just fresh out of high school a few years ago too. Wow, that's And you left crazy, us there. Man. So it's like you know, you gave up on us." We don't want you here, man. Like, you know, any of the teachers at that school could have coached better than you just did.
0: Yeah, your coach is never supposed to give up on you. You know,
1: I, you know, our uh, friend of mine, Brandon, really close friend, known him literally my whole life, 20 mm. years, and I'm 21. Uh, he had a school that was interested in him. You know, that's a big deal, right? Mm. You know, it doesn't matter what level. And, you know, they would call, you know, Brandon, you know, he wouldn't talk back to the coach, but, you know, he was always, you know, Energetic and always had something to say, you know. Come on, do this, do that better, you know. Do this, let's do that, you know. The coach, you know, would make fun of Brandon or whatever, and Brandon would, you know, clap back just because, you know, he didn't like to be pissed off. Well, yeah, that's how so, he is. Too, you know, a, a coach called him, you know, hey, uh how is this kid? And he's like, oh, he's uncoachable. Wow. He's terrible. He won't. He wouldn't be good for your for your team. And the coach never talked. Called Brandon back. And then I I hadn't got into an argument with that with our high school baseball coach all four years i was there with him never talked back to him never started a conversation unless i had to just so i wouldn't get on his bad side Mm -hmm. and you know my senior year you know he was telling us something in the batting cage i said oh but look this how these guys do it in the major leagues he goes oh show me one person that does it i go okay i pulled out my phone i showed him six and he's like oh that's different they're major leaguers you're not a major leaguer i was like okay you know, they'll talk back to me Go run You know what Go home Whatever I was like alright Just let it go you know, Then I had a school call For me You know uh, It was like the number 10 Ranked NAIA in the, in the nation And they were recruiting me They saw me at a showcase I talked to the coach afterwards They wanted to meet me You know They saw me I met him He's like Oh look Apply to the school And tell me you know How much academic money They're going to give you And I'll fulfill the rest With baseball money mm-hmm. Better go to college for free they called our high school coach. High school coach told him the truth, which was that I argued with him one time. It wasn't even an argument. I let him talk on me. You know, I, and I never, you know, never heard back from the coach. Well, the recruiting coordinator that I talked to, he got, he got signed to a scout, a professional team. Mm-hmm. So then when one replaced him, he had the coach's number and I just never heard back from the school. I don't know what he said to the school. I don't know if he told them I was a terrible kid, terrible baseball player, or if, you know, they just lost interest in me. But, you know, that's where it left off. You know, oh, we're going to give your coach a call.
0: And with that coach specifically, like, do you think he's doing that to try to better his career in I, a way? And I, I, I couldn't tell you or, man, because, or, or you know, it, when
1: you think about it, you know, every coach wants to see his players play the next level. Mm hmm. That looks good on the coach. True, You know, you okay. coached him and now he's playing college, you know. And we even found out that the, the the following year when we were freshmen at that college that he was talking trash about us. Like, oh, look at the school they went to. If they, you know, if Mikey's playing shortstop, that's how you know they suck and <laughs> stuff like that. I was like, you know, my brother texted him, you know, you know, I'm glad you can't keep our name out of your mouth. You know, you should be happy that your players are going to college and playing college baseball with no help to you. And oh, this was when you were in college? Yeah, when we were in, oh, wow. in North Carolina. You know, I was telling the seniors after us, oh, you don't want to go to that school. You don't want to go to that school. If they're playing, that's how you know they suck. You know, We told them, look, I told them that senior year, my senior year, I told them, lose my phone number. I had no idea what happened with that school, but I know they really wanted me, and the last thing I heard was that they were going to speak with my coach. So you you kind of know it had something to do. I know they either lost interest, he said something they didn't like, or they just never contact him, contacted him and just lost interest. But, you know, then he was the next year talking crap about about us to the following players who have been our closest friends for three years already. So obviously they're going to tell Yeah, you. so obviously they're going to tell us. So yeah. we found out. I had told him already, lose my phone number. So when that happened, I told him, He tried helping me. Oh, look, this school was looking at you. I was mm-hmm. like, bro, I don't want to talk to you anymore. Mm-hmm. When I graduated, I don't want to talk to you anymore. Don't text me again.
0: Man, so he was... He was
1: it was terrible. He was the worst. He never even played high school baseball. He was a basketball player. Wow. But, you know, the school hired him for other reasons. You know, his lifestyle, his, you know, religious beliefs, which is not a bad thing, but... You know, I'm sure there were people with the same religious beliefs that knew a thing or two about baseball. Oh, well, there's everyone They could have, yeah. you know, helped us get into college programs and so forth that, you know, we wanted to go to. You know, even our assistant coach, his name was Bobby. Amazing guy. Amazing coach. You know, always pushed us to be better. He had played professional baseball before. He was a good Christian man. He had a family, a wife, and always there for us. You know, mm-hmm. hey, Bobby, I need a workout. I've been at the gym for two hours, and you're calling me now. Like, oh, I'm on the way, Bobby, and you know you'd meet him there, and and he would work out with you, you know, as if you're one of his closest friends, and you know he's just there helping us and grinding with us because if we don't see him grinding, we're not gonna run and grind ourselves. No, of course you lead by example. So you know he follows. We would run, you know, seven, eight miles together oh, from so this school. A beast. Yeah, we run from school to you know, fifteen blocks down, twenty blocks down and run back mm-hmm. and be like all right last first one that that makes it back to the school you know I'll buy them dinner and then you know he'll he'd take off and then <laughs> so he doesn't have to buy anyone <laughs> dinner yeah but you know he he was I just really wish he was the head coach yeah you know just so he has more flexibility and you know he has more better say in what happens and he, and he has a better relationship with all the kids and our head coach then yeah yeah, because recruiters, I mean, I feel like they
0: don't even have that much time to speak to the whole, Exactly. They, they speak
1: to the head coach. Yeah. You know, you know how is this kid? Yeah. Would he, What? would I like this kid? Is he worth me giving my money to this kid? Yeah, because these people, I don't know if you've seen the movie, like Moneyball. Yeah, of course.
0: You know, the payroll, these colleges have a payroll little thing yeah, as get, well. They get,
1: you know, 20, for ex- for example, 20 full scholarships, you know, that they have to offer. Mm -hmm. From the school You know They could either split them up And give 40 half scholarships Or they could You know There's this Freak athlete You know They give him a full Baseball scholarship Yeah And he doesn't get Any academic His college is still paid off So he goes there Because they're paying For college Yeah So you know They have certain Amount of scholarships That they have to divide Into their players Strategically and stuff Like that But the schools That are cheaper You know It's not as much As a burden As like for example Clemson football You know They probably have everybody on full scholarship no, of course. Yeah. you know because their football program brings in how many millions of dollars a year you know of course they're gonna give them huh here's you know 50,000
0: top of that line you know monsters. exactly like. yeah
1: so you know I just think you know college b- sports in general is exposure man yeah you, you gotta have the right coach who cares about your success you know one that's gonna cost schools for you and make an effort on your behalf Of course. You know, because, you know, a little kid emailing a college-level coach, hey, man, you know, check out my game. This is a base (laughs) hit I hit the other day. Yeah. Compared to, hey, you know, I'm the coach here, and, you know, I'm not just telling you this to tell you, but, you know, this kid's a great ball player. You know, he fit really good into your system. Yeah, he's a great
0: kid, good values, good work ethic. That's what coaches want to hear, you know.
1: So that, I mean, that's pretty much my life, you know. I know you already know this, but for the viewers at home, yeah, I mean, that's the point of this these early podcasts right now.
0: I mean, I, I feel like I have great relationships with my friends. Yeah. We're all forward-thinking people. You know, we're all people that want to aspire to be something. Yeah. So I think people will really benefit from getting to hear our conversations and stories. And just like, you know, friendships. what our
1: perspective is at our age. You know, maybe people who are our age and are tuning in or watching that aren't really, you know, motivated to save money. Yeah. You know, talk about buying a house at this age. and And maybe they're like, wow, you know these kids are my age i could definitely do this you know so maybe it's you know you can use this podcast you know hopefully you know i'll be back many times many many times Yeah, this will not be the last yeah, time yeah, you see mikey mehirs <laughs> so yeah i mean m- most important you know maybe motivate you know help other people you know of just listen to what we go through and so maybe you know some issues that we've had or some life experiences we've had don't you know they they're not alone or something like that that they can relate in certain aspects of it you know with failure loss success money travel you know whatever we you know talk about yeah. or whatever you talk about with other guests and stuff on the show yeah reach out to me reach out to us you know where can
0: people find you on
1: instagram yeah, on instagram my name is mikey mejias m-i-k-e-y-m-e-j-i-a-s Link uh,
0: link's going to be in the description. I got you. Yeah, I mean, reach out. Let us know whatever you guys want us to touch more on. If you're interested with anything, ask us questions. You know, we're here. Yeah. We're looking for people. Pretty soon you know? we'll
1: have uh, that close group group, close group that we were talking about. You know, we're going to have one of those uh, yeah. podcasts one of these days with, you know, just maybe like four or five of us just sitting around in a table just you know, brainstorming, talk about maybe experiences that we've had and just fun, funny stories. Funny stories. Funny stories you know? Yeah, that's the whole goal, you know. You know? Uh, we but just, right
0: now, people get a good chance to know who Mikey Mejia yeah, is, you know. Perfect.
1: Yeah, I man. It's all I want. So, you know,
0: Hopefully, I'll be back. Hopefully, you invite me back. You'll be invited back. That's for sure. Um, so, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Thank you, Mikey, for being here. I love you, bro. Love and, you, too, homie. Uh, we'll see you next time. Be real.